Hi, I'm the bitch with the sauce, apparently. Caroline. And I'm Megatron, otherwise known as a Megan Trainer Stan, Adiel, and you're listening to Bottoms on Top. We're happy to have you. Before we get into it, we want to give a little bit of a warning. The audio quality might be a little bit off because we're trying something different today. We had to record in like a random room in the DP office, but we're making it happen. We're making it work. So hopefully everything turns out good. So Adiel, look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. We're back at it. Not fucking canceled. (laughs) (laughs) Guess what? You tried. They did try. Bitches tried us. Bitches tried us. So what's up, Adiel? How was your winter break? You know, I went to broke. I took my brother to Sky Zone, and that was $50 for no reason. It's $50 to go there? Well, I think it was like 25 times. Well, we didn't have the Sky Socks, so we had to pay like $4 a piece for that. That And now it's a Fab Club event, and I didn't get tickets, so I'm not mad. (laughs) Ho's mad, I'm not mad. (laughs) (laughs) So I would say over winter break, I didn't really do much. Oh, no, I went to Missouri. Oh. Yeah, I visited my cousins. Oh, we all went out clubbing one night. And I was like, honestly, like, y'all can drop me off at a gay club and I'll just, like, survive. You know, I was like, you can just drop me off if I'm on my way home. Like, don't worry about me. <laughs> so we went to, like, a couple straight bars, whatever, at first. But then we ended up at a gay club. And it was basically the Woodies of the Midwest. And it was no cover. And it was, like, $5 drinks. Wow. And it was so freaking good. And they played Ashley O. No. They played Motivation. No. Like, they were playing bops, and I was like, does anyone hear this, or am I, like, hallucinating right now? And it was so fucking cool. So, love that. And wow. then, but you know what show I actually watched last week and finished was The Circle? What can we say for the people who don't want spoilers, including me, because I haven't watched it. I only saw, like, the scene where they were trying to figure out which Jonas brother was missing from the... Yeah, <laughs> they were like, yeah, Steve! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck? But, so how do you, like, how do we have a discussion about this for someone who's really clueless? Yes. When I first saw it, I was like, this is dystopian as shit. It's literally a show where people are secluded, and the only way they communicate on this reality competition show is through a fake social media network called The Circle, and it's on their TVs, and they're being filmed the whole time, and you can be a catfish, and you literally present yourself however you want on social media, and you just communicate with other people, and there's like little games and stuff, but then at the end of each episode... You rank everyone, and whoever gets eliminated gets to choose someone to go see in real life to figure out and show if they're a catfish or not or figure (sighs) out if someone else is a catfish. And then the people that make it to the end, like, all come together and meet and stuff. This just sounds like Omegle. What's the difference between this and Omegle? (laughs) (laughs) Literally, this is just an online chat. But that sounds so based in reality. Like... Why do we have a show about catfish? Because we have so many catfishes, yes, right? Yes. Like social media, you don't get to meet mm-hmm. each other. But it's so mm-hmm. funky how you get to see them interacting in, in a way with yes. people they've never met. Do they talk to the other people? Like, do they talk to everyone about each other? Like, in a, in there's a social multiple media? chats. There's multiple oh. chats. Like, there's like private chats. There's group chats. There's this. There's that. I think what's most fascinating to me about it, or like why I watched it, was like you basically get to see how people just like live on their own and like what they do in their free time because they don't have any interaction with the outside world like the only thing you can do is interact with the screen and that's a hulu show that's uh, a netflix show netflix yeah yeah i'll put a camera up in my room right now (laughs) (laughs) you can see what i do in private all all day every day honey i'll twitch scream it okay so before we move on into our first segment which will be about hags we want to give a little shout out to valentine's day because i feel like it's not that often talked about in the queer community Hmm. Have you ever celebrated Valentine's Day? 
with friends. Never like with a romantic no. partner. I watched Valentine's Day <laughs> with all the actors. That's something. That was hey, great. Hey, let's celebrate that. Oh, I love Valentine's Day candies. Okay, controversial. Might get canceled for this. The fucking chalky ass candy hearts. No. They are really cute though. Like I feel like it's a very Slater vibe. Slater vibes. She's canceled, but Yeah. But, Don't say her name. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say it. And you didn't hear it. But I think they're so fucking tasty and good. I would eat them all day. Like, think about it. What is Valentine's Day really just about the cliches and the money and the capitalism? But yes. how can you like make it more meaningful? Like the movies sure. is cute. Yeah. But I don't know, like, is it culturally appropriate for someone who is queer to just go up to someone and be like, we're not dating, but can we like just for one day like go on a date on this type of date? You know what? I think about that too. I'm just like, what if it's like someone I'm not like in a relationship with, but I'm just like, you know, talking whatever to? What if I just like said, hey, do you want to do something on Valentine's Day? Is and they like said, a- you're weird for that. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, please do not speak to me, ma'am. Right. No, but I was like, is that appropriate? I don't know. No, love's not dead. Yeah. And even if I guess you don't have like a romantic partner, like just doing it with your friends too. I'm just like. Well, I think, okay, for me, and I haven't tried to do this yet, but. One way to make it cuter would be to do it in a group setting, more of, like, people who oh, you love. Yeah, like, not... like uh, what is it, Valentine's Day? <sighs> yeah, that's cute. But anyway, those are my thoughts. I, I think Valentine's Day, however you're celebrating it, do something for yourself at the very yeah. least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, love you. If you're anti-capitalist, fuck Valentine's Day. Love you every other day <laughs> of the year. <laughs> On Valentine's Day, we're self-deprecating loves. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so I'm excited to get into this episode. I'm excited for you guys to hear it. Thank you guys for tuning in and coming to 2020 with us. And if you haven't canceled us yet, don't worry, you will by the end of the season. (laughs) Welcome back, listeners. Today, we have a very special guest who is going to help us talk about hags. So thank you for coming on. Welcome, Megan. Thank you so much for having me. So I am a senior here at Penn. Yeah, I study bio. I Can I talk about smoking weed on this? Yes. I love to smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> I love animals. I play rugby here at Penn. Shout out to my rugby ladies. Love y'all so much. And I'm a hag. So can you give the audience your definition of what a hag is? Yeah, so I think that there's like a typical definition, which is kind of just like a girl who surrounds herself with gay men and kind of just vibes with gays just vibes with the gays yeah like (laughs) likes the things they like supports them like they're kind of like two sides of the same coin you know like the girls and the gays if you're gonna call out caroline just call out caroline (laughs) (laughs) caroline is the queen hag but i personally feel like for me i am a hag because i just don't have straight friends and that's not just like gay men like i Mm -hmm. just have people are my friends like all across like the spectrum of queerness and yeah straight people kind of make me uncomfortable so that's why I would say that I'm a hag and that's like my definition of it I love that that's not the norm that's not what you normally hear mm-hmm. yeah because I don't think you have to like listen to Charlie yeah and like <laughs> you know what I mean like go to Woody's every weekend and be a hag like yeah. you just have to be a friend mm-hmm. to the queer community and it's also weird because like being queer myself it's like can you be a hag and queer at the same time Yes, I think so. But Mm -hmm. then by saying you're a hag, it's kind of like you're kind of separating yourself a little bit from the gay community while also being included in it. It's like a hard line to discern because, like, people will say, like, by strict definition, like, no, you can't do that. Like, Mm -hmm. but it's like, bitch, who gives a fuck? Like, 
Do whatever you yeah, want. Don't tell me what I can and can't do. Yeah, literally, literally. Girl, I'll fuck you up. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I'll kill you. <laughs> okay, so today we're going to play a fun little game. We're going to list off a list of celebrities and have Megan tell us if she thinks that they qualify to be a certified hag or not. Ooh. So let's start with the most iconic. Ariana Grande. Hag. Yep. Yep. Just a hag. (laughs) I mean, it's honestly surprising that she's down with the gays so much because, like, if my brother was annoying us Frankie, like, I would be homophobic. Oh, Oh. not him. Not him. Oh, my gosh. So, story time. I was in New York, like, a year ago, two years ago or something, and I was walking with my friend, and I see him. I literally see Frankie Grande across the street. He had this bright blue hair, like, literally stuck out like a sore thumb. And I was like, not him. I was like, any celebrity, I'd be like, oh my God, let me get a picture. But I was like, I'm letting that man walk. Yeah. I was like, I'm not saying Letting him go about his day. Yeah, I was like, I'm not saying hi to you. The world only has enough space for either one Frankie Grande or one Jeffree Star. Not both. (laughs) Yeah, they can't coexist at the same time. It's like breaking the laws of physics. Celebrity Big Brother was never the same. Oh my God. My my friend, she grew up with the Grandes. Oh, really? And (laughs) uh, I don't know why. She's not like a rich or famous person, but when Ari started getting notoriety for her singing she started you know ignoring her ignoring my friend and like being like i'm better so really mm, i like didn't think she would be like that that's very like victoria justice (laughs) (laughs) i think we all sing equally equally (laughs) i love that okay so ari certified hag certified hag moving on to the next one would you say wendy williams now come on now (laughs) not her she's another one who is like obviously iconic Mm -hmm. in like the gay twitter community but i feel like i don't know enough about her to like say if she's a hag or not Mm -hmm. i'm gonna say yes my gut feeling is just like yes not certified but she's there. There's something going on there. Yeah, she's yeah. not platinum gold, you know, like... She's goofy. Yeah. <laughs> she's yep, stupid. Yup, 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 <laughs> When did she even blow up? Was it, like, two years ago? Really? She blew up on, like, I grew Twitter? up watching her. I think just everything she does is so over the top and, like, I don't even know. Yeah. Everything she says, you're just like, what the fuck? Like... I mean, she did Kiki Palmer wrong, so... And Kiki's an icon I in our community. I love Kiki Palmer. So would you say she's a hack? Yes. You what? Okay, I need evidence for that. You do? I do, because I personally don't know. Okay, that's just a gut feeling. Oh my god, jump in. Not that there were, like, any, like, (laughs) gays and jump in that I know about. Was in the B? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Oh, she's, yeah, I feel like she would just, like, be down with the gays. That's true. (laughs) I'll go with that. Next, she has to teach us how to drive. (laughs) Shall we move on to our next? Sure, sure. Okay, I have one. The lady at Commons who always calls you baby. Oh... I haven't been to Commons <laughs> since I was a freshman. Really? Because I haven't had a meal plan since my first semester. You didn't have freshman friends? Uh, you like meal swipes? Well, yeah, but like, I'm not going to go to Commons. Oh, like, maybe, you know, take me to like Hill for brunch, but like, I respect myself. Like, I'm not yeah. trying to eat at <laughs> Commons anymore. So I don't really know, but I definitely feel like hag energy. Yeah. Or she's one of the people who's like, oh, take a fruit, baby. <gasps> yes. Oh, yeah. That's a hag. Freshman year, I went to McClelland all the time in the quad, and I would always go for lunch, and the lady that worked there, Sissy, I'm friends with her on Facebook. Like, I'm literally like, you're a hag. You're a queen. Oh, like, that's sweet. Mm-hmm. Wow. So she lets me in there for free now whenever I go. Really? Mm-hmm. 
Can you imagine the dexterity, the physical dexterity that I had freshman year carrying five plates on top of each other? Because it was like an all-you-can-carry policy. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't all you could eat, it was all you could carry. And I got <laughs> long arms, so just breaking it all in there. Well, let's backtrack a bit. People who cannot be hags, but you just... Caitlin mm-hmm. Bennett. All right, well, the thing is, if you are very much online, like I am, there's all these pictures of her with like a septum ring and like emo, like band t-shirts. Like oh. she was... <gasps> really really different like you could really? still tell her ears are a little stretched like she had gauges and i feel like i don't know if she's being 100 percent genuine or not a because no one can be that much of a fucking dumb bitch <laughs> b like i wonder if she is possibly like a lesbian or like queer and like trying to like i guess hide that maybe she's just in it for the money because like you could definitely make money off of being a conservative mouthpiece yeah. especially as like a young pretty blonde girl but definitely not a hag so for our last hag we're actually not going to suggest anyone we want to know who do you think? Mm-hmm. Who is the hag that you look up to? Okay, so I think I look up to Charlie. I think she is a queen. I'm trying to think who else. Oh my, Lady Gaga actually. Ah, oh, mm. that's true. I no, Lady that. Lady Gaga's the queen. I take it back. Yeah, Charlie, I love you, girl. I think Gaga's been a hag from day, day fucking one. one. Day fucking one. And I don't think Charlie has, but now I would say that she's more like she's a niece. Like, yes, yeah. yes. She's like a small subset of gays. She's created her own, like, species of gays. Literally, yeah. yeah it's been like a cultural movement. Like, it was within... a cultural reset. It was a <laughs> cultural reset is what Charlie did. <laughs> so which one do you want to unpack more? Gaga or oh, we can Charlie? Both. I think, okay. yeah, like, Gaga, like, from day one was, like, hag, gays. Like, yeah, mm. little monsters, yes. like, born this way. Mm-hmm. She pushed fashion boundaries she mm-hmm. was so supportive of like just being different in like any way i guess yeah. whether that like being queer like mm-hmm. being italian <laughs> <laughs> finally we've gotten to the point at least like i guess in american culture mm-hmm. where it's like kind of like cool to be mm-hmm. gay like mm-hmm. a little like edgy or at least like you get shamed for, like, not being supportive. I guess that might not be true about the whole country. Like, I don't know. But at least in, like, media. Yeah. Um, But I I really appreciate people who have been allies since day one. And, like, mm-hmm. Gaga just is that. Well, Megan, thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was a good time. Yes, this was so much fun. You know me, I love to talk. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, listeners, we'll catch you soon. Welcome back, listeners. We're happy to have you. Today we have a really, really great friend of the podcast, McKenna. McKenna, you want to introduce yourself? Hey, it's me, McKenna. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in nursing. I'm the same person as Caroline, and I'm from West Virginia. So in theme of today's podcast, we are talking about hags, and I could think of no better person than McKenna to come on. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) So I would say a backstory, me and McKenna... So I met her because she was my Quaker Days pair. And at first I was like, okay, cute little girl from the South, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you were like Georgia, I was like, okay. (laughs) But then I just remember a year later, I saw her at the after affair. It was a gay party. I remember that. I was like shocked. A gay party. Oh my God. And I was like, that's that's her. Yeah. (laughs) And then I soon realized that she was a hag and I was proud of her. I I really want to know when you say hag, you mean what exactly? I can't say the first word, (laughs) but yeah, like 
a girl who just associates mainly with gay men. And I didn't even realize that that, like, applied to me because whatever. Until, like, (laughs) this summer, there's a picture of me (laughs) at Pride standing in the middle of, like, literally, I think, eight or nine just, like, gay guys. And I'm the only girl. And it hit me. I was like, okay, I'm going to start calling myself a hag. I love that. Did you in high school associate with gay men too or were you only with like girlfriends or did you have any gay people in your country high school it's different now like there's a lot more out men especially I remember in my high school I think I only knew of like three out gay guys there were a lot more girls that were out and some of my close friends were like bi girls but I actually didn't have a single like gay guy friend in high school so it was something that really just I fell into in college and I was like okay I guess this is my pathway but how was it for you yeah I would say I'm surprised that the West Virginia school had a lot of out girls yeah it was more girls but there was definitely like a stigma around it like it wasn't accepted they were all just like I don't know they all I don't know Mm. I don't know. But yeah, it was different for the girls than the guys, which is weird because mm. usually it's like kind of the other way around, I feel. So Was it a public school? Or? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 There's not really any private schools around there. But yeah, but it's changed now. Like there's a lot more out people, which is great. But for me, I didn't really get that chance to have friends. So <laughs> <laughs> not friends in general. <laughs> yeah, I would say for me, I was raised like to not be homophobic I know that (laughs) that's the bare minimum but I remember in high school I was on Twitter and Tumblr and so I was like friends with gays online Mm. and so I was like I kind of like these people and so in high school I became friends with like all the girls and guys that were gay Mm -hmm. out of like 4,000 kids the gays and girls that didn't vote for Trump I was friends with yeah (laughs) yeah And there were probably, like, six of them. So I was friends with all of them. Just somehow we found each other. Naturally, yeah. (laughs) But I think I didn't really know I was, like, a hag until college. And it probably wasn't even until, like, sophomore or junior year of college either. Because I was so ashamed of my, like, Twitter in high school because people, like, would hate on me for it. So when I came here and people knew me for that and were, like oh, wait, you're kind of cool. Like, mm. I want to be friends with you because of that. I was like, what? Like, wait, let's let's stop. <laughs> let's stop this right here. And so they were just like, all you do is hang out with gays. Like, anytime my friends are like, oh, do you know Caroline to a new gay? They're like, yeah, I know her. Like, mm. any gay, I'm associated with any, it's like a spider web. Like, I'm yeah. associated with and any gay. And you're at gang. the top. Yeah. Yeah. Of the spider. Charlotte's web. <laughs> Charlotte's web. So when did you start calling yourself a hag? Hmm. Probably not until, like, two years ago Mm. like I probably threw around the phrase before but like when people were like you're kind of like mother hag (laughs) I was like oh okay (laughs) yeah I never even really started calling myself it It was like other people were like oh she's a hag and I'm like okay yeah (laughs) yeah and I also I feel the same about the twitter thing too like because I also had a little viral Twitter um, in high school that people found out about and it was like not a good reaction but then coming here it's like that's the thing and I I like that so yeah I felt that way too yeah yeah and I feel like it on the line of like the Twitter stuff like I feel like one part of it was specifically like 
being liberal in a conservative environment, mm-hmm. but also like it people were not used to the idea of making friends online and yeah. not like Twitter was just where you interact with friends and say happy birthday every day, like you know, like mm-hmm. that kind of shit. It's like post the office memes and say it's happy like birthday. Weather, heartbreak, like that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like me, like making friends online with people all around the world was like a weird concept, and people were like, "What the fuck? Why are you doing that?" So I think that was also like probably why I was ostracized mm-hmm. in a way, and I also like talked shit about people. Yeah, but, that's what I. Do. But you know, that's like you know, that's back in the day. Where, yeah, 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 it's different now. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting to hear that too because I mean I'm from Northeast Philly, but even that pretty conservative land, mm-hmm. and so my high school had a lot of that same sentiment. Like we didn't really have a gay straight alliance, none of that kind of stuff. But I feel like I learned a lot of my Tumblr discourse like that was really where I learned a lot of my liberal ideals like the left stuff how to treat people right how to be really properly cognizant of other communities and how to be respectful and so that's where I learned that it was like not okay to say hag to other people and that kind of stuff (laughs) but that it is okay to call yourself one like that kind of stuff Mm. was where I got my source of you know lessons so it's interesting to hear what it's like growing up in the south having other people around you to talk to you like about their identities. I didn't really get any of that. Like, no one in my high school was out. Uh, no one would have called themselves mm, a hag. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't know the term, really, until I would say, like, a year or two ago. I I, mm. def- I never heard it in high school. I feel like we use it so casually and, like, such, like, in a positive, like, you know, we're proud of it kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Right. But, like, it's still used kind of, like, an insult sometimes. And, like, I guess locals are like, why are you a hag? Like, what the, like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, hang out with, like, girlfriends. Like, right. why are you, like... Yeah. It wasn't as taken back by the community Mm -hmm. as the term queer, for example, where it's, like, still seen as a derogatory slur. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so is fag. But, Mm -hmm. for example, I feel confident and okay enough to reclaim that and say fag, but other people who aren't identifying with that won't say it. Whereas, I think with the term hags, people who are comfortable with saying it can say it in a non-derogatory way. Or, do you know what I'm saying? Right. No, The fact that I can say hag and fag, but you don't find it comfortable enough for yourself to say fag Mm -hmm. that is just it reads to me as like a weird gendered thing that's like why does it have to revolve around the gay voice and that one being the most sacred and like why do we not have a term for like a man who has only like queer women friends yeah yeah i did i actually read into that after i read your paper i read an article that was like but can it be reversed and it was Mm. just interesting to like hear that perspective of it because yeah I I think about that too do you think about the way that you perceive your own identity versus how let's say a gay guy in your high school would have perceived their identity was it easier for one of you was it like more difficult to find friends after you started like exploring that identity what was it like what were the gender dynamics like I feel where I'm from and I think it's changing now but it's still like a thing that a lot of the gay men feel like they have to fit into a certain character, like a very flamboyant, like just out there person. And Mm -hmm. that's obviously not the case for everyone's personality. And so I think it is difficult in that sense to try to find yourself through a character that's not you. And I think that that's something that at least, like I said, where I'm from, like the guys feel a particular pressure with that, that girls I've talked to, don't express yeah I think thinking about like the dynamic of the two a lot like especially when I wrote the paper it was like why does it focus like on the male part more than the female part and so it's kind of like do we need them or do 
they need us mm. or the term like beard I remember oh, wow, it used yeah. to be super, oh, yeah. super popular. And I remember, like, friends in high school, like, one, I think one or two of my friends, like, weren't out. And they would, like, bring, like, beards, like, girlfriends to, like, prom and stuff. So, like, people, um, like, didn't know kind of thing. I'm saying, wow, but I did it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to put this paper on a Google Drive. Yeah, I know, right? Share the resources with really our should. listeners. Yeah, and I, now that I think about it, too, I don't know how it was for you, but the gay guys and the gay girls, at least those that were out, did not associate like it wasn't really mm. a thing so it's hard to try to think about the dynamic between the two then because mm. there wasn't really one to like observe i feel like when people think of like hags now they think of just like sorority straight girl that you know has a gay as like a shopping buddy whatever mm-hmm. like as their little like arm candy and whenever like a hag like says they're queer it's like very much taken as like a negative and it's like yeah you're your own person you're your own like you're you're trying to be part of our community like stay back kind of thing and it's mm. like hold up like yeah no. <laughs> no I totally agree with like the sort of stereotype that a straight girl like seeking that gay best friend and that's why I was always hesitant to kind of identify with the term is because I didn't want people to think that I was doing that for like my own look or mm-hmm. Just that, yeah, that stereotype because it's not, it's not like that. So, yeah. The times are changing. The times are changing. (laughs) We're different out here. There's literally been pen studies done by pen professors where they'll send random researchers, students to the neighborhood to go to clubs at night and like Woody's, for example, and to uh, observe, I guess. They were looking mainly at social rituals of people, but like in those kind of studies, they're bringing up these really crude examples of uh, women harassing men, like groping men in clubs because they're like being brought by their friends and they think they're entitled to do anything. Like it's mostly straight women mm-hmm. because they think that they can just like do anything because they're uh, socially absent from that space. Like they're completely invisible. And so anything that they do doesn't have repercussions. And I think that kind of message is a dangerous one to send because as gay men we shouldn't be afraid of inviting our women friends with us especially the queer woman but any woman to a club setting with us we should be afraid of straight people taking over which they are with Woody's. yeah yeah. i've heard i haven't been but i've heard (laughs) so i think that's just very interesting to think about how a lot of straight women get perceived as violent in those kind of settings or at least they used to i don't know exactly like how people feel about it today but I mean, I've been taking these classes and that's what they make you read in these classes is like all these reports of sexual assault from the neighborhood. Yeah. Really? That's so interesting. mm -hmm. I think it's a strange dynamic because, or like a strange phenomenon because in like straight clubs, women are the one being harassed and Mm -hmm. going to a gay club with your girlfriends, like, yes, it's not your space, but also like if you want to go out and have fun and dance with friends and not be like harassed by straight men the only place you can go is a gay club. Right. You know what I mean? So it, like, sucks that, like, women are kind of, like, doing that too, but I think that, like, it's, like, where can women go? Right. In a way. Like, we kind of, like, and also, like, hags in general kind of are not, like, regular, like, basic women, I would say. Like, we're kind of, like... Different blood type. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Different genetics. Like, we already, like, just don't fit into, like, the regular, like, mold that society wants us to, like be or like fit into so like 
where else can we go? And let's right. talk about it. How many gay bars have you been to versus how many lesbian or queer women bars have you been to? Oh, yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. One. <laughs> <laughs> go off. Go off. Literally one. And I've been, I, I can't, I don't know how to count, but a lot. Right. I would say also along the lines of like, hags being like, how much can hags like, take from gay culture or like how in the community we are i would say it's kind of wild that like i'm the one of my friend group that like has brought back poppers mm-hmm. oh yeah that's yeah you've brought it back you've brought I, it here you know what you i brought, brought it, it here I brought make, it that, yeah, make that statement like <laughs> yes i brought poppers back to philadelphia <laughs> <laughs> no i think it's like kind of wild that like I'm the one that's, like, taking it out of my purse, like, at the club, and not, like, a gay that's taking it out. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Like, I don't know how, like, appropriating that is, but people do appreciate it. I feel like also, like, a stereotype of, like, hags is that they're, like, lonely women that, like, can't get attention from men, and they, like, just Mm. want the compliments of, like, a gay guy. And, like, I feel like maybe subconsciously that has been a part of it in a way for me. Like, as I've, like, you know, come to myself, discovered myself, but, like... In turn, it's kind of, like, made me not have a space with, like, regular women, if that makes sense. Like, I don't like going to straight bars and, like, trying to, like, find a man to, like, go home with or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm, like, it's literally, it's, like, more for my personality to, like, want to go out, have fun, and, like, not even, like, search for the likes of, like, straight men kind of thing. Wow. What do we see for the future of hags in America? I mean, like, do we want more representation in the <laughs> media? Do yes. we want another... <laughs> What was that um, GBF movie with Victoria Justice? Oh, gay best friend? Oh my god. Do we need more of that? Do we need less oh of that? God. No, that movie is like ridiculous. Definitely breaking through the stereotype of like the gay best friend, straight girl yeah. dynamic. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know, I think getting rid of that would kind of help create more inclusive spaces for yeah. both parties. And I think like also seeing. Like, for the gays specifically that we're a hag is friends with, like, seeing them as more independent and, like, right. allowing them to be queer, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, instead of just going for, like, the sorority girl, straight girl, and assuming all this shit, like, allowing the hag to make decisions. Right. And be that bitch. <laughs> yeah. Well, McKenna, we want to thank you so much for coming on today and yeah. for really illuminating me. I love this conversation. And... Uh, I want the listeners to know that they can find you uh, wherever. So do you have any socials you want to drop? Um, follow me on Twitter, RaisinHater138. <laughs> um, I, yeah. But you won't find her on campus this semester because the bitch is going to Australia. Going to Australia. Mm-hmm. McKenna, please spread the good word of the hag for us in Australia. Yes. yes. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's my mission. That's, that's why I'm there. We yes. love to see it. Spreading prophecy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to have to go. But listeners, we'll catch you soon. Thank Thanks. you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Well... That was incredible. I learned so much. That was such a funny episode. I've been wanting to do a hag episode since we started the podcast because it's such a hits home topic for me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But thank you to our guests that have come on and thank you to the listeners. I'm so excited for the rest of the season. We have a lot in store again and to see where the semester takes us. Thanks, guys. Catch you on Twitter. You've just tuned into this episode of Bottoms on Top. 
Thank you to our guests from today's episode. Thank you to the Wexler Studio and Kelly Ryder's house. Thank you to our executive creative consultant, Sammy Gordon, our DP podcast producer, Sam Mitchell, the DP president, Julia Shore, our assistant editor, Evie Artis, and all of our lovely listeners. <laughs>